It's time for Measure Twice on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. Here's your hosts, Chris Kramer, Joel Graber, and Casey Hendrickson. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. And we are brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit them online at HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints directed at Chris, go ahead and go to mtwiceshow.com and go to the Contact Us page. But you can also listen to previous episodes, and we've had a lot of feedback from people lately who have going back and listened to a lot of those old episodes. We really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. So you got Joel Graber from Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer from C. Kramer Interiors, and I'm Casey Hendrickson. I know nothing about any of this, but uh, I'm here to moderate it. Basically, I'm playing... I'm playing the potential customer for these guys is kind of what it is. Um, I don't know a lot. Like a lot of you don't know a lot. You're considering doing some of this stuff and some of your professionals, obviously. And then you get to criticize those two (laughs) when they say something that you disagree with. And that has happened before. Uh, Rarely, though. But uh, usually we're like the champions of the contractor. (laughs) People are like, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you for saying that about customers. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) uh, They do. They do tend to really like the uh, how to be a good client podcast. It's amazing how many contractors seem to really enjoy that one. All right, guys. So um, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, for those of you out in the community, you look outside, it's kind of snowy and icy right now. And of course, the governments are being a little stingy with the ice or the uh, the salt and the, uh, the sand if you're in Michigan. Not putting a lot of it down. I was driving in today, freezing rain. Rain was hitting the windshield and instantly freezing up. And of course, that makes visibility hard. But it also makes walking on your driveway and your stairs and your steps a little difficult. And it also means that your hardwood floors and your tile inside your house get a little bit cold. And then you don't want to get out of bed. And we start talking about bedpans, and there's a whole other thing on the show. But <laughs> yeah, I think that was for the next show, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think we're working on it because Chris is right about it at that point. So um, <laughs> he's looking for an endorsement and a sponsorship for that. <laughs> so if you have a bedpan company, Chris would like to represent you guys. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, I, I'd say first, let's start outside because this is something that I talk about every single year. I've got this really weird driveway. I've got a normal driveway that comes up. And where everybody else's driveway would end, mine then goes downhill. And <laughs> yeah. and then it goes, it's on a really steep angle, too. It goes downhill, and then I have, kind of winds around to the right, and then I have a whole uh, parking area, driveway area that leads into the pole barn. And so it's a lot of work to maintain that thing. But when it's icy, if one of the cars is down on the bottom, usually the SUV is okay, but when the main, my car is down on the bottom, and it's icy, getting up that, that driveway, mm-mm. It just doesn't happen. I mean, you've got to do a whole bunch of extra stuff to, to do that because that ice just makes it impossible. So you get up, you start sliding back down sideways, you hit the neighbor's fence, it's the whole thing. So, <clears throat> heated driveways. There are such a thing, yes. <laughs> what a great concept. Why are we not doing this more in an area like Michiana where people's driveway freezes over all the time? Uh, well, I think a lot of it is, I mean, when the technology first came out or and the whole thought process behind it. Like the first gen, second gen stuff was not dependable. Okay. So you spent a lot of money to get this put in and maybe it worked for a season, half a season, but that was about it. And then the only way to fix it is tear the whole thing out again. Yuck. Yeah, exactly. So it really, I mean, there's a lot of people who kind of balk at the idea because 
what, but that's you know. that's a you know new technology. Yeah. Okay. It's advanced quite a bit since then. Oh yeah. And and as with all new technology, you can have growing pains. It's going to be normal, right? Uh, we we've talked about this, and we'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, you know, the heated floors and elements right. inside the house, how much better they are now than they used to be. Right. I mean, light years ahead. Yeah. Well, and the other thing was how much it cost to run it because it was they, it, first gen, second gen stuff was not efficient. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it; it's outside. You know, before we came on air, Chris was talking about, you know, how much can those things be turned on and off? Is it how expensive right. is it to... <laughs> to maintain it, to run it, to <clears throat> even just to, to have it installed? I can't... I'm just... The, must be not an inexpensive venture. It's not. I mean, it'd be like the same as putting hot water heat in your floor in your basement, where it's the the PVC pipe piping that's laid out. and But that stuff holds up so much better now with the technology that we have. And as with all things, it's going to kind of depend on your lifestyle. Like, you know, is clearing your driveway and making sure that you can get to work or even just go to the grocery store, is that a two-hour ordeal? Right. Uh, where something like this is worth the money or is it a, you know, a 15-minute job where it's really not going to be a big deal? You know, every, right. everybody's driveway is a little bit different. Or like you, like you were saying, yours with the where you have to go up at a fairly yeah. steep angle. I got I got trapped several times oh, yeah. uh, last year and had to take the wife's car, which of course she was really driving your, about. Well, you got to step up from a Prius. Yeah, <laughs> a Prius would be a step up. <laughs> <clears throat> so I ran into this article. Now it's on the spruce.com, and they they bring in several people who do this, right. and they, they're kind of talking about it. And there's a couple of different options. If you don't want to actually get a permanent install done, there are options for you. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, but the cost of a heated driveway uh, were lower. If they were lower, would more people own them? And they say probably, uh, especially those with driveways on the side of a steep hill. Hey, that's yeah. Um, since it can be next to impossible for them to get their cars safely up or down such drives just after a snowstorm. For those who have never heard of this snow removal method, um, they go into the whole the whole thing about hey you know if you don't want to deal with snow blowing and shoveling and all of that stuff this is this is an option for you and I know that um, last year I had a lot of a lot of things that I had to do really early in the morning and when I did the morning show on MNC you know early in the morning right. was because I had to make sure that I went out that late the night before and then I had to get up extra early to make sure I could even get into work right and so people who have that early schedule. Um, and can't get out of their driveway sometimes. I mean, this this could be a lifesaver, so you're not waking up an extra hour early and going out there in the freezing cold before the sun even comes out. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> the they say that there are fully built-in heated driveway systems, and then there's portable heated driveway mats. And these these mats you can also do for like your 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 porch, your patio, your entryway, your stairs, and that sort of thing. So that way you're not constantly slipping on your stairs and all that stuff. So, but they have larger versions of this that'll work in your driveway. Hmm. But they're portable, okay? So obviously they're not going to be as resilient. And then you still got to deal with you know moving them around and that sort of thing. Right. So it really just kind of depends the power on, out to them. And, right. <laughs> exactly. That's that's all going to be you know an issue that you have to factor in if you can even do that. Uh, so anyway. A fully built-in heated driveway with most snow-melting systems tubing is run under the driveway and walkways, patios, ramps, porches, steps, whatever. Uh, Heated water is then pumped through the tubing. Uh, This is known as hydronic snow-melting system. You mentioned that a little bit uh, earlier, Joel. Right. Uh, The water is heated. uh, 
The water and heated driveway systems is mixed with an antifreeze. Heat radiates from the tubing to the surface of your driveway and then melts away the snow and ice while drains catch the liquid runoff, thereby produced. And then it channels the water, of course, away from the driveway, probably into the neighbor's yard where it freezes over and then your neighbor has to deal with it. But, you know, your neighbor yeah. sucks anyway, so who cares? Um, they, should get the, they should get the same system. That's right. Exactly. Send, send, you know, it on down, is, send it on down the line. If you're a smart company who does this, you find the nicest house nearby, you run all of the water over to their driveway, yeah. and then you leave your cart. And you go, hey, I just did your neighbors. Look how great their driveway is. Man, yours really sucks this year. What's going on <laughs> with that? Right. See? You got, this, is, this, is, this is how you build a business, ladies and gentlemen. We're helping the, people out the, here. It's the ethical way to build a business. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, so then they go into, hey, what runs this system? And they have boiler. a boiler heats the water in most uh, built-in snow melting systems and then pumps and circulates it through the tubing. Um, let's see. And they said this is a form of radiant heating, which is well known for indoor use, which we have talked yeah. about in the past. And we'll right. get into a little bit here. And again, didn't used to be so reliable, is really reliable and cost effective now. Yeah. Uh, didn't used to be that way. And so a lot of people were a little nervous about well, and, getting and, it. And it people kind come of, a long way. You know, people kind of balk at the idea, oh, man, a boiler, I'm going to have to... You know, that's another cost. Well, yeah, I mean, think with, about you needing with, a child shoveling right. coal into it. Right. Yeah, keep the yeah. thing running. No, yeah. it's not. It's, you don't have a big train engine down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, really, now a lot of a lot of the systems are a hybrid or with the uh, instant, not instant, but the continuous hot water heaters, boilers. And many hybrid cars fit in your basement now, so that's good. That's true. It works great. That's true. <laughs> Boy, I'm full of them today. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> So uh, they, they're just so more, so much more efficient because it's it's only heating the water when it's being called for. It's not heating the water all the time. You don't have a, a large tank or the antifreeze solution. It's kind of like the always-on water heater in your house. Right. Would that be a good way of because a lot of people just have a big old tank, right? Right. And so it's it's constantly got to go ahead and keep that tank full. But if you have a if you have one of those water heaters that doesn't have the big tank, it's just heating the water as you need it. Right. right. Tankless. Tankless. Which is which is much more efficient. Well, that's what I that's what I went to. But you know, when there are nine showers every night, you kind of yeah, exactly. You have to do that. You say I don't want a two hundred gallon tank in my basement. You know. Sure. Yeah. All right. So one of the questions that came up, Chris asked this before the show. He says, yeah, but how do you control this thing? That's an excellent question, Chris. We'll answer that next on Measure Twice here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential and how to put your kids uh, safely to work without the government knowing about it. And to see, we are brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit HoosierHardwoodFloors.com. As always, if you have any questions or complaints, you can go to mtwiceshow.com and you go to the Contact Us section, or you can uh, peruse around, listen to previous episodes and all of that, and figure out that, yes, I am always this ornery. But... If we are going to be talking about the heated uh, driveway thing, and, and of course, we, we made the reference to shoveling coal with the boiler, right? Because we talked about the boiler and heated water and all that. Um, this technology really has come a long way. I yeah. mean, it is it is essentially the same technology that is used inside, but it is now used outside for your driveways, your walkways, stairs, things of that nature. And really, it just kind yeah, of really anything on with concrete. Anything, right. Uh, concrete and asphalt, we actually talk about compatible surfaces because not all driveways are compatible with this. Right. And so you're going to have to weigh some of the benefits. Um, but Chris earlier today said, you know, okay, so 
so what are the controls like outside? Because I know what the controls are like inside. Are they the same? Uh, can you turn them on? Can you turn them off? Uh, what if it's hot outside? It's a great question because if you're going to be running power to something, you don't want to spend extra money, right? Right. Fair point. Uh, so anyway, there are manually controlled systems, which just have an on and off switch. So you can do that. This is all, you know, inside. So, hey, look, it's going to be cold uh, today. Let's flip it on. And it doesn't take that long for these things to fire up and get and get right. functional, too. Right. It really doesn't right. take that long. Um, <clears throat> yeah, can you leave it on all the time? Sure. Is that the most efficient thing in the world? No. no. But if you, if you are on a budget, you're going to probably be looking at the manual system where you will control it. Uh, you'll turn it on. You'll turn it off. There are automated systems as well. Uh, unlike heated driveway systems with manual controls, automated systems run continuously at low levels until it starts snowing outside. So there's always a minimum something happening there, right? A current is not the right word, but uh, there, it's always on. It's, it would be cycling, I guess. Yeah, at a very, very low level, not drawing a lot of power at all. The moment it starts detecting snow, it ramps up. And that's where it starts melting stuff. So it's it's almost, uh, we keep talking about smart technology in your home. You got it in your driveway yeah. and stuff now, too. Uh, let's see. At which point their controls tell them to begin operating at higher levels. Snow never gets a chance to actually accumulate with those systems, meaning that your snow melting needs are met more quickly because I guess it's always on. So hmm. there's there's yeah. no need for, even if in, in a big storm, you don't have to worry about that snow accumulating and waiting for the system to do its job. Um, so pretty pretty interesting. And you, you have the ability to control this stuff. Now, you guys did mention, I, I'm sure there's got to be an option, but um, a mobile app or something of that nature. And Well, that's if you would, like, <clears throat> hook it up to, like, a control for or something right. like yeah. that, that it, uh, your whole home automation. Because there's these... And I'm sure you could... These central sure you brains could. that right. you could essentially connect anything to. But, um, you know, that could, you go on vacation, you forget, oh, you know what? I don't want anybody to be able to utilize my driveway when I'm va- yeah. on vacation. Go ahead and turn that thing off. And then, you know, forget about the kid feeding your dog. Um, <laughs> you know, all of, all of those things. So there's there's various options. So if you want to just do it, have an on-off thing, you can totally do that. There's some drawbacks to that, not just with you having to remember to do it. You know, cold starting the system is a little bit more difficult than always having a system that's at least running at a bare minimum. So there's some things to consider. There. Well, you know, and if you wait, I, I was actually just reading a pretty interesting article about a company out of Colorado that they've started producing these. They're a, a hexagon uh, solar panel that's made for roadways, driveways, parking lots. It it will take you know semi traffic, and their their LED they have LED sensors and lights in them and whatnot. So it can it will. The, their idea is to eventually replace all the roadways with it. They'll melt the ice. Mm-hmm. They'll you can set up the lines however you want on those things without having to paint all the time. And so you know you wait fifteen twenty years, you can have that in your driveway, and that will be super efficient. Well, there is a a country out there. I've been talking about this for a couple of years. I don't know if it's Sweden or Finland or something like that, but they have started to retrofit all of their roads with this melting technology. And they're solar powered. Yeah, right. That's you know, and they have like a battery backup or something of that nature, like you're talking about. But it's now, uh, I think they started with some of their major freeways, and now they're kind of just doing it everywhere. As the roads are being repaired, what they're doing is just laying this thing on there instead of just automatically going mm-hmm. back. They're waiting for an actual repair job to come through, and it has been tremendously successful. Yeah, I mean, the pro- the problem with with it right now is solar technology isn't where it needs to be. No, right. It's, it's got a long way it's, to go. I, that's why I'm saying 15, 20 years, because I, I really think in 15 or 20 years we can be there, but 
right now. Eh. <laughs> so when I when I talk to people in the solar industry, because on my show I I'm pretty critical of, of the solar industry because. I think people have an unrealistic expectation of what it is. Uh, and if you look at some of these solar plants in the United States, you look at Ivanpah and you look at the big one in Arizona, yeah. um, they they don't produce enough energy. No. I mean, not even rem- folks, not even remotely close to producing enough energy. And the, the one in Arizona, which is the largest one in the country, is actually, um, they have been hit with several violations for pollution. Hmm. So it's not even environmentally friendly. Right. So it, it all depends on how you do it. I've got a friend of mine who lives in Australia. He's in the media in Australia, and he's like, yeah, like the whole southern region went totally, uh, air quote, renewable. So they have, like, and brownouts. <laughs> all the time. Everything is solar, wind, and, and uh, you know, all of that. They, they don't run on any fossil fuels, and they, they run out of power all the time. There's always a, a rolling brownout in that southern region in Australia, and it's more expensive. So, again, you're paying more money for having less efficient stuff. And when I, when I talk about these things, I do have uh, several listeners who are in the solar industry, and they say they're 7 to 10 years away from having the appropriate battery technology that you'll be able to store unused solar energy efficiently. Right. That's so, the biggest problem. So they're yeah. still about a decade away, you know, because you have these batteries, right? So right. you suck up as much of the solar energy as possible, and then it's stored. Well, it, the problem isn't the panels. The problem is the battery storage, and we have to advance in that technology. And they say just what you're saying, about 10 years away yeah. Yeah. is what they're estimating. Well, yeah, with the nanotechnologies and sure. stuff like that. And it's coming. It's yeah. just you've got to be patient with the growing pains and things like that right now. Right. Well, yeah. It's, you know, for like maybe a personal use for certain things, if you're helping to s- supplement some sure. power usage, that's yeah, great. But, yeah, it, and, it, we're, and, we're, a little, we're, we're a minute away from that. And as with most solar <laughs> projects, I would assume that this is probably a part of it with the roads, and I don't have the articles in front of me that roads are happening in Scandinavia where they're doing this, is uh, you generally have a diesel generator that provides right. the energy when you don't have right. stored energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I mean, there's ways of doing it, don't get me wrong, but most of us are not running around with a diesel generator right. you know, to power but, a heated driveway. But for now, <clears throat> the for technology now, we have... It's great. It, it is, is great. Absolutely. And it works it works efficiently. And and to and have for a long time. And to have the option of if you really didn't want to go ahead and do, you know, a heated driveway year round, you can get a mat. Yeah. You know, they they have several different types. They've got one long big one, they've got two strips just for how, your tires. How heavy that thing is. Uh, it's got to be god awful. <laughs> god awful heavy, I would assume. Um, and they have those for your steps and and things of that nature, you know, that you can do. But again, you've got to run some power to it. Yep. You know, you've got to think about that as well. Um, and that's all going to be manual. Like you're unplugging stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to go yeah. out in the snow. Well, you know, and, I've been waiting for my inheritance, so maybe I'll get that from my grandma this year and hurry up the process. Interesting. <laughs> What? <laughs> Went a little dark Chris's, there. Chris's face was priceless. I'm just kidding. I love my grandma. Went a little dark there. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Even for me. That's okay. <laughs> I was just talking about child, child slave labor. I mean, he had a hit for that. <laughs> well, that's terrible. Child slave labor is just terrible. <laughs> I hope your grandma's not listening. <laughs> oh, she she can't hear. What? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so anyway, compatible types of driveway, concrete and asphalt, uh, are the the two that are compatible. Other mm-hmm. surfaces can require a little bit more more evaluation. Um, and and this was this was the big question because this kind of came up. Like, you know, this technology didn't used to be good. It is now. Right. Yeah. No. And so a lot of people were soured on it when it first came out. Right. As with any new technology, I got news for you: the first smartphones were garbage too. What's well, like the first composite <laughs> decks? Yeah. Those things were garbage, and people hated them because they were trash. Sure. <laughs> 
now, now they're, they're awesome. Now everybody yeah, wants one, right? Exactly. Uh, so uh, one of the questions that was mentioned in this article was, can you retrofit existing driveways to become a heated driveway? Or does it have to be new construction? This is the other question. You could totally retrofit. And yeah. you know, they, there's different methods for doing it, but they say sometimes it's as easy as going right over uh, your current driveway and then pouring your stuff right on top of it so you don't really have any difference and sealing that all in. And I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm giving the layman's version of how this happens because they have to prep all of this. But um, so you can go right over it and then just resurface. I would, and, I would assume that that is not as common. I would assume so. But yeah, there's there's way of retrofitting it without tearing Turn everything out, out and repouring now, everything. Of, of course, the, the big one that everybody is wondering about is cost. And we'll get to that here in just a couple of minutes. Is it really worth getting? Or do you just want to go ahead and get a mat and run around out in the snow, moving this thing around and that sort of thing? Well, some people just love their snowblowers, you know? Which I can appreciate. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Get good that sucker around that wind's blowing at you. And that oh thing yeah, man! Smacking you right in the face. Isn't isn't that the best? Where you're trying to get the right angle, but you can't. Yep. And you say, like, yep. oh, this thing is just gonna hit me in the face. It doesn't matter what I do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, that's how some people wake up in the morning. Though. Yeah, uh. that's the only way for that for them to get going in the wintertime. So we'll talk about the cost, how much uh, you can get a heated driveway for, and yeah, you know, obviously rough estimates, not specific to your your needs. But we'll talk about that next. Uh, measure twice here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. This is Measure Twice, where we help you envision your home's potential. We have Joel Graver with Graver Custom Remodeling and Chris Kramer with C. Kramer Interiors. I'm Casey Hendrickson. Brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982. And online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And, of course, Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. Visit them online at hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. And, uh, of course, you got hardwood floors in uh, in your home or tile in your home. There are options for you to explore about making sure your tootsies are, are nice and uh, comfy inside the house. Right, guys? Again, depends on the material you use, though. Right. Got to be got to be careful with that. Uh, if you want to send us any questions or comments, go to mtwiceshow.com. We have the Contact Us page there. It makes it super, super easy. You can also listen to previous episodes. We are talking about heated driveways today. And uh, we left off at the cost, okay? What's the cost of a heated driveway? Now we've known that the technology comes a long way, the different types of systems that you can get, and the cost? $40,000. You think forty? Forty thousand. Forty thousand is what Joel is saying. I'm, well, I'm just saying that because I know it'll be less than that, and then people feel better about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sales technique there. Uh, or, or if you're right on, you know, yeah. It's, it's like Scotty in Star Trek. You know, always tell him it'll be three hours, and then finish in two, and you'll look great. Yeah, that's right. All right. To give you a more specific idea of upfront costs, let's assume that you will purchase a manual system. Remember, there's an automatic system and a manual mm-hmm. system. Uh, systems regulated by manual control schemes usually cost. $10 to $15 a square foot. Now, that is according to Watts Radiant. Um, he's a, de- well, a guy that's a de- design engineer at Watts Radiant. They do this. Uh, for example, if a total square footage of your driveway were 1,000 feet, your upfront cost to have a snow melting system installed under the whole driveway would be about ten dollars to $15,000. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that assumes that the installer can start from scratch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like a lot of money, doesn't it? But uh, homeowners in uh, peak health, the potential benefits may seem hardly worth the cost. Those less capable of strenuous physical activity and who are reasonably well-off financially may have a different perspective on this. Uh, and a lot of the 
the video advertisements that I've seen from companies who are, you know, getting customer testimonials and things like that. Um, older people who are established, have some money, don't want to be out there doing this on a regular basis. Well, I think, I th- this is a I good idea. I think that would kind of fit into the whole aging in place thought line of thought. Which, yeah, we talked about several weeks you know, ago. Because it, yeah. it, it definitely makes it safer. If you can run it up through your sidewalk, your driveway, your concrete patio, I mean, that's going to make things a lot safer, for sure. I know there's a lot of people saying, oh man, that's 50 years worth of paying somebody to plow my drive. Yeah, but... But, but there's no ice. There's you, no you, ice. When somebody plows your drive, you still got to deal with the ice. You still got to put the ice melt out there. Mm-hmm. Um, which so, ruins your concrete. <clears throat> yep. It does, which adds an extra cost because now you got to you got to deal with the uh, the cost of re- repaving and all of that stuff. So I, I just was talking to a woman yesterday, and I wouldn't I wouldn't call her old by any stretch of the imagination, but um, she had to have a knee replacement. Mm-hmm. Okay, she got injured, had a knee replacement, and she was walking around outside, slipped on the ice, fell on the new knee. Ooh. Okay. Now this is shortly after she had air quote healed from the procedure of the new knee. Slipped on the ice, fell exactly on that knee. It was an additional four months of recovery for her. Oh, wow. After that. So, again, uh, as you get older and you start dealing with these things, first of all, less capable, um, just in general, but those injuries, illness, those sort of things start to mount uh, mount up, and, and it could be a real problem yeah. you know, to have this. And to never have to worry about it. Uh, would would be something that would provide great peace of mind. Plus, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all when it's nice and warm outside, we're like, ah, just I'll just use a snowblower, or whatever. Then when it's like negative ten, and the snow is coming back in your face, like Chris was talking about yeah. earlier, just, you know, you can't find any angle where the snow isn't blowing in your face from your snowblower. All of a sudden, it's like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> Give me a heated driveway. <laughs> well, you know, if you're lucky, if you're lucky like I am, I got I've got an eight year old son who every time it snows a little bit. He's like putting on his snow stuff and going and getting a sh- snow shovel because yeah. he loves that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. my six year old too, man. She dude, wants to if help you want to do that, that's great. More power to you, brother. Something else my six year old does besides help with the uh, shoveling, which is cute as heck, is she slips on the stairs and falls down the stairs because she's got to go out of the stairs and she's got to get to the school bus and that sort of thing. And she's got to go real slow, but our stairs get real icy. And that's and cute. You like that stuff, do you? No, it's you're cute saying when I'm she dark. shovels. I, was going, oh. I thought it was cute no, when it's she cute fell. when she yeah. shovels <laughs> yeah. the snow, which is really cute. But she oh. also slips and falls on the on the. Oh. So, because again, you know, she's a six year old. She doesn't always shovel the best. Um, so she gets out there and she slips and she slides and she falls and she gets hurt. And she cries. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> it's you know, if, well, if you know, you, you got to toughen them up somehow, that. right? Exactly. That's that's my 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 logic. Um, so we'll be considering. Maybe one of the mats or something like that for the stairs this year, just to make it a little bit easier yeah. uh, for her to get out of the house. But for uh, everybody to get out of the yeah. house. Well, you know, she's the one we worry about. The wife, <laughs> <laughs> the dog, eh, maybe. All right. So the cost of operating these systems. Also, another question. Um, let's see. Uh, the operational costs run a, to run a heated drive will vary greatly depending on factors such as the severity of the winter, the colder your climate, the higher operating costs. Duh. Uh, <laughs> far north, where it is the coldest, uh, let's see, is where you're probably going to see most of these things um, start to increase in, in price. But another factor is whether you choose to purchase a system with a manual or automatic control. Remember, the automatic control always is on at a low level, and then when right. it snows, kicks up. Okay, Automatically, it detects that. 
Generalizing, we can say that a typical snow melting system in Buffalo, New York, which is... They got a pretty long season. Yeah, it's and a lot of it's snow. more severe than here. Yeah. But I think if you're going to compare yourself to somebody, yeah, why not Buffalo, right? That would yeah. give you kind of an idea of what you right. can expect in Michigan. Um, it's about 25 to 50 cents a square foot to run it. Okay, that's each year. While the same snow melting system in Richmond, Virginia, would likely cost 10 to 25 cents uh, per square foot. So you assume somewhere probably between, um, you know, at, at I don't know, 10 and 40 cents here. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. depending on your your uh, situation. So, and again, that's according to people who who are installing these things and right. what they see with their with their customers. So, not that bad. I mean, it's there, there's certainly things that are far worse uh, to run, considering the the change in your lifestyle yeah. that it could provide for somebody, especially if you know getting out there and physically actually doing this is a big issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, now, here's the thing: they do have the mats. Which we talked about before, a lot cheaper. Yep, and get mats for you know, uh, you get the small ones. Was for there sixty was, to hundred bucks? Was there an idea of how much that those use? Uh, power wise, that's a good question. Let's see. No, I would assume that, I would assume those are less efficient. I would think so. Too. They would have to be less efficient because that's I mean that's just electric, right? Right. You right. know, so you're plugging into your outlet. So I would assume a not very efficient appliance, but they don't actually provide any numbers mm-hmm. on that. Um, you'd have to do your own audit, which is difficult. But uh, now at the same time, you can get small ones for about 60 bucks or so. Right. You know, and do your like stairs and things yeah. of that nature, which I'm considering this right. year. You have the you get the one bigger mat, which does like your your deck. And then you have the couple of stairs and you just chain them all together. But then that's right. got to plug into something. Right. Now, if you do your driveway or a larger area, there's a couple of different options that I have found. Uh, Some people choose to do the two thin mats that are 10 to 20 feet long for your driveway, and that's where your tires would go. So you'd be you just driving. have to be really good at making sure you hit those. <clears throat> no kidding. Exactly. Well, and, and here's here's another thing. The thing okay. is, is that would make a lot of ice, too, because it's melting snow beside it. Once you take Aha, those things right, up, right. you're making ice. Exactly. And you. so if your goal is to make sure that you're not out there snow blowing, well, snow still accumulates in between those mats. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of cars can get through that. So you've got... To factor that in as well. Um, now, what uh, what other people do, and again, this all depends on where you're living. Here, I don't think those are the best option. But if you're someplace where it, you know you get like a light dusting here and there, that's probably an option for you. Here, um, I would get the the full thick mats, um, and you can get those, and and those can start at a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. and move their way up depending on how long they are. And those are usually you know several feet wide, and then obviously several feet long, right. and and they heat everything up. So. There's some options there for you if you want to do it. It's just that that's going to be way less efficient, and I would assume and a like whole lot more about, work. <laughs> right. and a lot more work. You have you have the and same. heavy. Yeah, <clears throat> and and it's not going to be something that is going to be all encompassing for your whole driveway. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to balance. Okay, do I really want to save money on getting one of these mats and putting it in the driveway when I still have to snow blow other parts of the driveway? Right. Right. Because most people are not going to be able to do your entire driveway with these these mats. Um, otherwise, your driveway is going to look ridiculous. Then you got a storm <laughs> in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The storage is going to be an mm-hmm. issue. The weight, I assume, is very heavy. So there's options. You know, if if you're like me and you have that hill, maybe getting a, a mat Something or two there. that provides some traction, getting mm-hmm. up the hill might be an option for you. But it's not going to get rid of your whole driveway. So if you get a mat, you're still going to have to snow blow, right. shovel, whatever. So you got you got to factor these things in. 
and decide which is best for you, or you can just keep doing what you're doing right now, which, to be perfectly honest, sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's entirely up to you. But uh, yeah, this is this is an option for you out there. If you're just looking at your driveway and going, "Hey, it's all ice today. This stinks." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe this should That's be That's how it was for me plans. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was for me uh, yesterday. It was terrible. Yeah. Ice on your driveway this morning? Oh, yeah. Well, everything kind of halfway melted, and then it froze again. Well, when I was driving in, I, I mentioned this earlier, when I was driving in, the raindrops were hitting my windshield and freezing. Right. It was instant freezing rain. So I just turned on my heating driveway. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> well, you, know. you have Mr. Monopoly here. Well, Not. <laughs> we're going to talk about Chris's Christmas decorations coming up on Newstalk 95, the Ray Michiana's news channel. Welcome back to Measure Twice here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Joel Graber with Graber Custom Remodeling, Chris Kramer with C. Kramer Interiors, and I'm your host, Casey Hedrickson. We brought to you by Miller's Building Supply, where service is priority since 1982 and online at millersbuildingsupply.com. And Hoosier Hardwood Floors, Michiana's trusted and valued experts on hardwood floors. You can visit them online at hoosierhardwoodfloors.com. Of course, our website, M twiceshow.com we have a contact us page you can listen to previous episodes all those podcasts are up there we also have a couple of very helpful guides for people especially if you're dealing with uh, ADA construction and renovation and things like that got a really helpful guide for this year uh, for people who might be looking at that all right, so we've been talking about heated driveways and things. It actually went longer with heated driveways than I was expecting, and we could actually uh, dovetail this into other things in the coming weeks, like heated gutters and, and things of that nature, which I was just uh, informed about. That's pretty cool, because I could use that. Um, but we don't have time to do that today. Instead, what we have to do is we have to talk about Chris's Christmas decorations, because he is well-known for his Christmas decorations every single year. And he does not like my Christmas decorations. He hates my Christmas decorations. In spite of everybody loving No, I think we all love... Well, I'm waiting for you to hang the deer out. You want me to do the deer? I do. Hang the deer? Yes, the deer. Hang it from a tree Why does he seem confused? This was a whole thing last year. With, like, some red lights from the neck? You go go to the store, you get one of those white deer, right? And you you hang it upside down, and you put the red Christmas lights around its throat, trailing down onto the ground into a nice little uh, puddle. It's hunting season, Chris. Come on. Tis the season. Wow. Heck yeah. <laughs> Gonna have, have a little sign out there, Backstrap Lives Matter. <laughs> that reminds me of the story, but I don't know if I should share it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's funny. Chris has a lot of those. Yeah, does. <laughs> No, it's <laughs> amazing how many of those stories, and so many of them involve Las Vegas and weird showers. No. It's so strange. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is uh, the neighbor of my mother-in-law had, was deer hunting. Uh-huh. And he had the deer. In was it with Dick Cheney? No. Okay. <laughs> that was duck hunting. My duck apologies. hunting, yes. yes. And uh, anyway, they had it in the garage, kind of strung up to, you know, they had it gutted and everything. Okay. And the neighbor kids went over and looked at it, and he said, well, that's Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> These kids went out screaming, crying. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> Traumatized That is them. perfect. <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> See, this is why you electrify a metal roof. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, oh that's Casey, good, that's I good just, stuff. I can just visualize that upside down mm-hmm. reindeer. <laughs> I'm not the first person who's done it. Oh, I'm I mean, sure. other other people have done it too. It's I'm just sure. it's so hysterical. Yeah, 
that you know and, and you've got to have the right neighbors but if and by the right neighbors that means people who will enjoy it or somebody who really won't oh right because <laughs> if you've got that neighbor and you don't like that neighbor this is the perfect decoration for you you go to you go to target or something you get one of those those white uh deer that have the white lights on them you hang it upside down from from one of the back feet right and uh, you just you just wrap some red, a small string of red Christmas lights around its throat. You trail them down to the ground so it looks like blood's dripping, and then you just uh, do a nice little puddle. I think it's perfect. Is that one of those deer that moves its head when you plug it in? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we could have so much fun with this. You could go a little farther and put some garland on it or something, you know, just to give it that extra holiday flair. Chris has all of the great he Christmas de- decorating. Why? Items. Why does he hate Christmas decorations so much? It's a lot of work. I don't hate them. It's just for for somebody who says it's a lot of work, you sure do hate other people's decorations quite a bit. I do not hate people's decorations. I, I do half not. of the half you know. Of the I, Christmas remember, season is I remember. I remember years it. past him talking about the blow ups. Ugh. But then he had one in his yard this year already. Wait, you did. Was that not you? I had a picture. Somebody sent me a oh, picture of Chris's is, front yard. Oh, he got caught. You're caught. Look at the you. pumpkins. Yeah. And it was <laughs> he a blow-up. He got caught. Up. He went with the blow-ups. It wasn't me. It was my wife. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She likes those things. Uh-huh. There's a house on my way into work that still has the Halloween ones up. They, and they have like several to blow-ups. Well, that, 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 that leads me into a, a question. When is there too early to start? decorating for Christmas. Like, would it be too early now? Yes. I'm a traditionalist, okay? I say Thanksgiving Thanksgiving evening or the day after Thanksgiving. I'm just a traditionalist. I don't believe that we circumvent Thanksgiving. First of all, Thanksgiving is a a darned important holiday, if you ask me. And and I think the older people get, the more they appreciate Thanksgiving. And I'm sorry, I get really ticked off when I walk in there and it's not even Halloween yet and they've got Christmas decorations up. Because one, you're skipping Halloween, which is like the greatest day of the year. And two, you're skipping Thanksgiving. I guess, if you want to celebrate Satan's birthday, but whatever. Right, (laughs) exactly. For those of us who are normal people, Joel. But then you have, you know, you just totally bypass Thanksgiving, which for many people is the only time they get to see all of their extended family. Most people don't do this on Christmas. They do it on Thanksgiving. Right. And and you're just, you're basically totally disrespecting the holiday. Why? Because it's only about food and, and fake gourds and things like that. No. Well, what I like about Thanksgiving, there's no pressure. You don't have the pressure of all the holiday stuff. Of Christmas and Christmas parties and shopping and getting the decorations out and baking and all of that stuff. See, my family always put a little bit more effort into Thanksgiving. And I get what you're saying, um, but it was just, I don't know, maybe it was just, just my family. It was always like a big deal. And so I can, we always had I can the see really that good meal on Thanksgiving, right. and then we had a smaller version of that meal on Christmas, but then you have the you know the decorations and all. Yeah. Right. So I think most people are probably in, in your boat, but for those of us where Thanksgiving was a big deal, there was always a lot well, of work and tons of pressure. Well, Thanksgiving is a big deal on our family, too, because yeah. I mean, we'll get together and there's 60, 70 of us. Oh, wow. But you're just saying mm-hmm. it, it's not, you're not getting out all of the decorations. You're not. Okay. You're not under all that stress of. Maybe I'm just. Restraint. Maybe I'm reading too much into it because my sister-in-law, when she hosts in Utah, she is so stressed. Was well, a lot of work. Yeah. Just so stressed. Well, anytime you're bringing a bunch of family in, but. So, it's too. It's too early before. It's too early now. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's like too my, early now. And the decorations. What's too late to leave a pop? <laughs> the decorations stop on New Year's. I'm sorry. Yes. They stop on New Year's. Well, that's that's the season. You put them up after Thanksgiving. 
a lot of times there's a family tradition of doing it that evening, okay? Um, and then others, I don't know how you have the energy to do that. Others do it the next day or that weekend. And then you take them down after, because I think, leave the lights up for, for New Year's. That's cool. I get that. But after the first, dude, they, they better stop. This guy that has had his Christmas lights on, the red and the green and the blue, since last year, and they are on every single day as I drive into work, I'm not making this up. Every single day, this dude has his lights on. Every day, as if it were Christmas. So every day is Christmas at his house. In August. What's what's wrong with that? No, stop. (laughs) If you want to leave up the white lights, okay, because white lights are now a decorating element, all right? I get that. If you want, but it, it has to be it somewhat. has to be done appropriately. You can't just saturate your house with these things. But some people I know they'll leave like a string in their tree or the. I think that looks nice. I don't have a problem with that. But if you are just going to go full blown Christmas decorations and Christmas <laughs> lights on your house in the middle of summer, I'm sorry, man. Somebody needs to come and like like flatten all your tires in your car. Oh, wow. So so it sounds, Chris, like you remember the Seinfeld episode with the soup Nazi. Mostly for you. Yes, it's a classic, okay. man. So. Casey is obviously the Christmas decoration I Nazi. I see that. Because you have to have them up. Yeah. They're, there's no, no, no sooner than after man. the Thanksgiving. Tradition. But they have to be up then. And they have to be down, No, I'm assuming, no sooner than, no later than the 2nd of January. Yeah, you need to take a couple of days to recover. That's okay. I get it. <laughs> New Year's Day. Some, pe- some people do New Year's right. I don't do New Year's right anymore. I'm too old for that. Uh, me too. Well, I, I used be, to though. I, I used to take several see, days to recover from New Year's. <laughs> I, I watch football all day on New Year's. So yeah, I get it. That's that's the day I take everything down. Yeah, but yeah. at least they have to be in the ballpark. Like, it's got to be in the ballpark if you're doing those decorations. It has to be. And stop stealing people's uh, projections and lasers and things like that. Holy smokes, man! So many people go get your own. stuff stolen. <laughs> They've come down in price. You can get them for ten or twenty bucks now. You don't really need to steal somebody's laser projection. Okay, you don't need to do it anymore. Chris is going to have one of those on his house now. Oh, he hates I mean, them he's so much. He's he? given up. Oh, he, man. He's given up on not having blow ups in his front yard. Yeah, that's you, won't, right. you won't see one for Christmas. Well, I better rep, better mm-hmm. double check. Yeah. <laughs> you better double check. And there's two kinds because you got the lights that go that project onto your house, but the further away from the house you get, then they get a little bit more fuzzy and things like and that. And it's just color. And those those are the ones that I have. And then you have the lasers, but the lasers I think look really good if they're done right because they kind of mimic actual yeah. LED lights. Yeah, they're, um, they're the nicer of the two tacky choices. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, when you have somebody, if you want to go ahead and put up your Christmas decorations on Thanksgiving and the tryptophan is kicking in, and, but your spouse is like, no, you have to do it. It's tradition. Casey Hendrickson says so. You can walk out there, you stick the stake in the ground, you turn it on, you're done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. See? We're trying to help people out here. There and, you and go. Maybe maybe don't get the stupid frosty projection on your on your garage. I'm sorry, it looks dumb. Frosty projection. Like frosty. you've never oh, seen the projectors oh, they, they do on oh, that. That yes, looks I so have. stupid. Yes, it's I tacky. Have. It's mm-hmm. tacky. Even so the, that's a that's even, a no no, Chris. To you too. <laughs> even the children don't like it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. God, I'm afraid to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we appreciate it. If you want to catch this episode or others, go to mtwiceshow.com for Joel Graber with Graber Custom Modeling and Chris Kramer with C. Kramer Interiors, who can help you actually plan out your lights and make them look nice. I'm Casey <laughs> Hendrickson. Thank you so much for listening to Measure Twice here on 95.3 MNC. Have a good weekend. Thank you so much for listening to Measure Twice on 95.3 MNC. If you have any questions for us, go to our website, mtwiceshow.com, and click on the Contact Us button. And make sure you tune in next week to Measure Twice on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
podcast by Federated Media. Podcast by Federated Media.